The worldwide pandemic has led to the use of hundreds of billions of disposable face masks. Experts are concerned about the environmental impact. With more, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. We're joined by Dr. Elvis Gembo Shu, an environmental toxicologist from the University of Southern Denmark. He recently completed a study of the environmental impact of face masks. Dr. Shu, the number that completely dumbfounded me was around the world, we now use 129 billion, that's billion with a B, disposable face masks globally every month. By my math, that works out to about 16 disposable masks each month for every human on the planet. What kind of environmental impact is that having? Unlike the other plastic waste that we have a pretty mature recycling or dispose system for mask, the single-use plastic mask, we don't have such system yet. So it just be dumped as a common waste in most of the countries. And such a big amount of number plastic mask once entering the environment, and we already absorb more and more these mask waste in the environment, in rivers, oceans, anywhere. So like other plastic materials, under UV and heat, it cannot be readily degraded, but it can be fragmented into smaller pieces. We call it microplastic particles. So those microplastic particles can be harmful, and one single plastic mask can generate a huge number of microplastic particles. So that would be even a bigger issue or threat than the mask itself. I think a lot of people can relate to this because they've seen these masks laying on streets and sidewalks and parking lots. How does this concern about the environmental impact of face masks compare to plastic bottles or plastic bags? If you tear up the single-use plastic mask, you can see that internal, it's just microfibers. So microfibers, they are made from plastic directly and in the diameter of several uh, micrometer to 100 micrometer and different to plastic bottles and other plastic waste those microfiber plastic can more easily be fragmented into microplastic pollutant you're in denmark here in the united states we see a pretty good mixture some people with reusable masks and others with disposable masks are reusable masks maybe less common or more common in certain societies? Yep, and because more and more people are actually switching to like reusable masks, I see at least in Denmark, more and more people start to use those cotton masks. And there's a new generation called nano mask, which is made from nanosized fiber and it's washable and it's reusable. But a potential issue is that that nano mask is made from nanoplastic, which means that they can, once dumped into the environment, it can directly generate nanopollutant. But we don't know whether this is happening now, but we are so early to identify these environmental threats of this new generation mask. You mentioned that there are no guidelines for recycling them and that they're not readily biodegradable. What do you think needs to be done? The easiest way is to just designate some mask-only trash bins and then follow up with some treatment and standard treatment for this mask for recycle or for disposal. 
Dr. Shu, we've done interviews in the past year or two on InfoTrack about how China has changed policies and is not accepting recycled materials from the United States. And that's had a huge impact on the amount of recycling that is actually occurring in the United States. Many people are not aware of that. Can you talk about recycling in general and how these masks fit into that? Recycling has a lot of challenges, not just China and U.S. In the issue of mask pollution, I would see even a better option to prevent this mask pollution is to use reusable masks. And on top of that, researchers are already on their way to develop some biodegradable materials that can be used to make masks. So we don't worry about they are dumped into the environment. We have less concerns about this. Dr. Elvis Genbo Shu, an environmental toxicologist from the University of Southern Denmark. Thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to this week's InfoTrack contributors, Roy Mackey and Gina Tedesco. Our internet services are provided by Pair Networks. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.